Simplified Chaos, episode 145. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Everybody, welcome to Simplify Chaos. This is Jillian, and I'm with my co-host Nicholas and my husband. That's me. What's going on, folks? We hope you all are having a wonderful week. We have a great episode here for you today. Jilly, what are we diving into? Oi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loaded question. It is so loaded. It is uh I don't know, tough tough conversations about our truth um i don't know to to bring more love into the world <laughs> yes so before we get into that we'll, we'll do some gratitude here but what jilly is referring to is that and we'll just get out and say it you know jilly and i have not taken the covid shot and we're here to talk about the reasons why and hopefully open a dialogue that is uh you know, just for some more understanding and love and, and and that's really what we're trying to spread here. But as mentioned, we want to show some gratitude. So Jilly, what are you grateful for this week? I am grateful for local farms. <laughs> Hell yeah. We, uh, we've noticed the shortage in meat and the supply chain, that lack of supply chain that yeah. is not coming to certain grocery stores in our area. And it has forced us in a beautiful way to find other sources of meat and protein and all the goodies. And, you know, I know our plan was to, to support more local businesses. Yes. And because of the lack of choices in some of the grocery stores recently, we're like, now's the time that we go check out some local farms. We've heard great things that they have you know, really great source of grass-fed and finished beef. They've got local eggs, pork, and we finally took action and drove to um, a local farm. It's about 25 minutes, beautiful drive down a long, windy road to get to the farm, and uh, it was so good. Like, we got to meet, um, you know, the farmers, I guess you'd call them. Yeah. Uh, and had a uh, lot of array of choices for meat and it was so exciting like being able to like pick up like fresh eggs and you know fresh bacon and like know the source and where it comes from and we can ask them questions and you know just know more about where our food comes from so and it's cool that lucille gets to see this process as well and it's nothing fancy it was like their so called their so-called quote-unquote store was literally like a little trailer they had outside yeah. their house and they had coolers with the label Deep freezers yeah yeah and it, it was just so quaint and old school and i was like this is really rad and i am so pumped to actually taste test the meat yes and- so we got bacon chorizo and some eggs mm. so just to start off with because we already had plenty of ground beef kind of stored from from previous shopping experiences so we were we were pretty good in the meat department but they have everything and you know, we're going to start here with, with uh, some essentials and then, you know, hopefully go back and, and try some other cuts of meat um, because we are we are meat eaters. We, we, we love our, our meat. So uh, we will report back on our local 
findings here. Yes. Yeah. What about you? What are you grateful for today? So, you know, just kind of with what we're getting ready to dive into, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for this podcast. I'm grateful that, you know, we have this platform to have the conversation that we're about to have and, and hopefully, you know, continue our, our goal and our mission to, you know, have people think more intentionally, um, you know, but more importantly, like spreading love and, and keeping an open mind about things. And, you know, really like, you know, we're all in this together and, and you know, we're trying to get through this, you know, the best that we can. And, you know, I, I don't I don't think there's a one size fits all prescription for everybody. And, and that's why we're having this, this conversation today. So, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for this podcast and, and this platform. And I'm grateful for all of our listeners who you know, um, tune into us every week just to, to listen to what we have to say and, and, you know, take what, what we might say and, and, you know, implement it in their lives and and hopefully live a a more intentional and, you know, healthy lifestyle. So. Yeah. And hearing feedback and communicating with this community has been so rad and we've met so many wonderful people in real life and through, you know, Instagram and just through email. So thank you all who reach out and, um, we hope that you continue to do that because this is, we, we are not just preaching, we are not just lecturing, like this is a conversation and we hope that you are part of it as well because we're all we're all learning and growing together and yeah. yeah, it's always cool to hear, you know, feedback so we can Absolutely. improve in every way possible. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and dive into this, you know, just to kind of to start it off, you know, this is something that, that Jill and I have wanted to talk about for a long time and... You know, it's really one of those things that we've volleyed back and forth on, you know, like what's our approach to this? And, you know, we, we've really talked in depth about our approach to this topic. And, you know, we're really we're excited to, to share our side of the story today. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's all the feelings, right? It's, it's yeah. nervousness. It's excitement. It's, you know, everything that you can possibly think of when you when you talk about something like this. So. You know, Julie, I know you wanted to kind of, you know, open this up. You had a, you know, some things that we wanted to share and, you know, totally. we'll, we'll dive into this. So the mic is all yours, baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so before we, we start and share our perspective, um, I just wanted to start just by saying that um, we want to explain in the beginning that we respect everyone's decisions And we know everyone is different and has specific needs, wants, and the information at hand. Our goal in this conversation is to express our personal why, our truth, Mm -hmm. not the truth, because everybody has their own perspective and their own point of view on whatever they have or whatever they experience. And we just want to open the door a little bit wider with empathy, love, and understanding so that we are getting curious and not furious. That's kind of like the slogan of this year with, I don't know, talking about very controversial or just tough topics. We just, we want to really remain curious about things. And we feel, I mean, we have feel, we feel the division in society right now and we've experienced it firsthand. And we've also heard stories from friends of just the disconnectedness of what's happening right now. And it's been eating at my gut. Like I, I feel it throughout my bones and my body and it's affecting me. And I, and Nick and I have been planning for months, 
how are we going to talk about this in an open and kind way? So we hope that this conversation allows more individuals to feel a little bit braver, maybe a little bit more prepared to have an open dialogue about this topic um, in a genuinely curious and kind way so as to bring togetherness and to find commonalities amongst all the chaos and differences that seem to be happening right now. And we don't want people to feel like they're alone in this and isolate themselves from people and places, especially that are meaningful to them. And we are going to dive into the COVID-19 shot. Um, It's still weird just saying that. I feel like we've kind of gone around labels and actually saying it out loud, but we are going to talk about our truth on why we decided Mm -hmm. not to get it. And we just ask that you try to remain gracious and spacious as we will not be delivering it perfectly, but (laughs) we have tried to do our best to educate ourselves um, to to do this in an effective way. And yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, just to, to reiterate, you know, what you're saying, you know, we're, we're not medical experts. We're not giving medical advice on this podcast. We are simply, we want to encourage people to do their own research and make decisions that are best for themselves. And, you know, we believe in informed decision-making, which is the reason why, you know, we're sharing our personal medical histories with, with, with you all and, 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 you know, to try to normalize just the overall conversation, you know, and, and um, to, to really kind of stop the, the ugliness that is going on and, 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 you know, really just try to say that there are, there are two sides to a story and it's, it's, how we learn and how we grow as people when we really, like you said, not to get furious, but to get curious and ask those questions why. And hopefully today you'll get a perspective from a couple and a family that has not taken the COVID shot. And that's all we're going to do. We're going to lay it out and, and hopefully everybody can think critically afterwards. And we're always open to questions. And so hopefully we can, you know, start a dialogue amongst this community. Yeah. And, uh, when we're sharing our why and, and our journey, um, you you may agree, you may be doing a lot of head nodding, or you may be doing a lot of, shaking nope, your shaking your head like, <laughs> I don't understand, I'm angry, you might have some judgments or just confusion, and we just please hope that if you do listen to this entire episode, and I hope you do, I hope you're able to to follow through and listen to the whole part the whole journey of this. And we just hope that you try to remain open and curious as we try to do with others who have opposing beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, you know, the way that we we're going to dive into this is really just talk about our risk analysis. Like when, when we decide to do something, we all do a risk analysis. You know, some people do an in-depth one. Some people kind of just, you know, have a quick and easy decision like it's a no-brainer and and for us you know we've gone through some ups and downs on this and you know one of the things we we were very close to getting the covid shot back in august of 2021 because we wanted to put lucille in a it was like a co-op preschool and we you know we wanted her to be in an environment with other kids and learn from from other people and you know, right as we were getting ready to make that decision, we got an, an email from the, the co-op saying that they were gonna require masks for children outside. 
And at that point we were like, you know, we don't want this to be her first experience. So I'm just saying that we were pretty much within 24 hours of, of, of getting this thing. And, and for, for me, that was a really difficult pill to swallow, no pun intended, but you know, <laughs> I would do anything for my daughter. Um, you know, especially when it comes to her growth and, and education. So, you know, we, we were, we were close to doing it, but you know, at the end of the day, it didn't align. And, and, you know, we're, we're here for a reason. Like, you know, if we would have done that, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now and hopefully trying to open more minds and, and, you know, just kind of growing acceptance of, of people's decisions. And that's ultimately what we're, we're trying to do today. So, I think it's appropriate to really just kind of walk through our risk analysis as to why we have chosen not to get the the shot. That sounds so fancy. I love that you're just like risk analysis. Yeah, I mean, you know, really everything that we do every day is mm-hmm. risk analysis, whether we're conscious about it or not. You're absolutely you know, right. Whether we cross the street is risk analysis. I know. I've just know? never like labeled it that and I love that you're putting that label on it because it is something that you're right. We do it every day and not, it's like just yeah. second nature. Like anyway, continue. I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I mean, I mean it, it's perfect. And, and this is a tough situation We're we're facing a, um, a virus that is, is been one of the more, um, strong ones out there. We really don't know a lot about it. You know, it's, I, I will not compare this to the, the common or the seasonal flu, even though it has some characteristics of that, it is by far uh, has a lot more impact on people than than the common flu. Um, but you know, our, our first and foremost, so like as, as we're walking through this risk analysis, the first thing we, we took took a look at is our personal health. So Jill and I are actually you know pretty healthy people, and I have to thank Jill a lot for for my health because in my twenties I was not very healthy. Um, lots of sugars, lots of um, beer and, and alcohol, um, not eating great, you know, you know, with, with beer and alcohol comes those late night snacks and all that stuff. I was, you know, I was probably 250, um, you know, just not eating healthy at all. But, you know, for the last 11 years, uh, 10 years, you know, I've been, you know, very healthy. It's all thanks to, to this beautiful lady who's sitting across from me today. So, you know, we do not take in, you know, high, we don't have a high sugar intake. We don't smoke. We don't eat fast food. We see our primary care physician regularly and we get our annual physical. So like, we know that we're in pretty good health here. So like, that was like the first and foremost is like just talking about our our health and, and, and where we're at. The second thing that we're looking at is, you know, our age demographic. This virus affects people differently at, at different ages. And, you know, I was doing some some research, obviously, up to this podcast because I don't want to just say things that are not factual. But, you know, I, I looked this up before we got on to our podcast this today. And according to the CDC, there have been 15,105 deaths involving COVID from 2020 to 2022 from the ages of 30 to 39. So what that tells us is, yes, there, there are people are, are dying and, and, and it's, you know, it's tragic. Um, but what it tells us is that the risk of that happening to somebody in our age is, is extremely low. Um, you know, it, it, 
percentage wise, I, I think it's less than than one percent, uh, maybe even less than a half percent. Um, I, I don't have the exact figure on that, but you know, it is very low. And you know, for us, you know, we we don't given our, our personal health, given our age, you know, we don't feel like we're at risk of of death. We don't know that for sure, but we feel like percentage wise that that's the case. The next thing is comorbidities. According to the director of the CDC, deaths involving COVID have had an average of four comorbidities. We don't have any. So, you know, again, kind of going back personal health, age, comorbidities, you know, our, our risk is, is even lower at that point. So now let's look at, you know, the, the, the shot itself. It's something that was developed in a very short period of time. I know mRNA technology has been um, in, in development for, for quite some time. Um, there are still some skepticism around that as a delivery method. Um, but for the COVID-19 virus itself, it was an extremely short turnaround time for that. With, with most, if we want to call them vaccinations, it takes about 10 years for that to go through testing, you know, rigorous testing to make sure that it isn't harmful to, to people. And, you know, for, for me, I, I feel like if I were to get the shot that I would still be part of an experiment that should have taken 10 years to get there. And I know that time is of the essence. And um, for me, that was just kind of a no-go as well. We, we don't know what the long-term effects of these shots are, and, and there's no way of us knowing. I mean, this is something that's happening very quickly, and people have to make decisions, you know, very quickly as to, to whether or not they want to do that. But for us, kind of going over those those risk factors again, you know, we are more we want to wait and see. Um, there was an article recently on Bloomberg saying that you know with with these continued um, booster shots, that it could uh, impact. Um, our immune systems and our, our ability to fight different um, viruses and, and, and whatnot. So like those are some things that we want to see happen. Um, and I know I'm, I'm kind of rambling on. So Jill, if there's anything like you want to chime in on, you know. No. And uh, I just want to say that the, the whole experience, like I've been more involved with like the health effects and Nick has been the informant and <laughs> he's been the one sharing resources with me. And I know everyone gets their resources and consumes information from a variety of sources. Um, but Nick has been that person who actually does deep dives into learning more when he's curious about something. He dives deep into really understanding the whole perspective. I just want to say that. So I really want to let Nick share more of this <laughs> because I know you're very passionate about this topic and you've kind of helped inform me along the way. And I've done my own digging as well. So I just want to let you sure. keep, keep sharing. Sure. So, you know, again, kind of building off of, you know, not knowing the long-term, you know, effects of, of the shot, you know, it's, it's, you and I are very conscious about what we put in our body and, and this is no different than foods or anything that we would, you know, lotions, whatever, like anything that our, our bodies absorb, like we are very conscious about that. We've become more and more conscious over the years. This isn't something that's just popped up. Like we've, we've always been like that. So, you know, we want to make sure that we have all the information in order to make a, a, a good decision. Um, totally. And can I just share that 
we have all had our vaccines in other areas, sure. like when we were kids. Absolutely. And, we are not anti-vax. And Lucille has had her vaccines. And I even did some due diligence and questioning before Lucille got it. Because you know yeah. what? I was like, I don't really know much about vaccines. Like I just was told to get it and we just kind of did it. But I did meet with like a naturopath and I just asked questions about it. And she gave me some great answers and some resource. And I did digging and I was like, you know what? It looks okay. Like there are other ways that you could vaccinate children in like smaller doses. And I'm not going to get into that, but right. it, we do get vaccines and Lucille does get vaccines as well. And we did educate ourselves about that as well and made the decision the best we could. Absolutely. No. And, and that's the thing, you know, we, 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 we trust in science. We believe in science. Um, I also believe that science is not definite, that it's always changing and, and that there needs to be dissident voices so that we can have a conversation and improve on the science. If we say that the science is final, then, then we're never going to advance. So like, you know, it's, it's about keeping an open mind and, and really just knowing that, you know, for everybody who is, is is saying this is the right thing to do, there are just as many people saying that, you know, maybe there's another way or maybe we need to, to get some more information before, you know, putting this out there. You know, it's all about being safe. And, and you know, the biggest thing is thou shall not do any harm. Like that's the number one rule for for all medical folks. And, and you know, the people who might be dissenting voices are just, you know, they're not saying they're for or against it, but they're saying, Maybe we need to take a step back and, and make sure this is the right thing before we do harm. Um, so that's all I, you know, I wanted to say about that. But kind of getting back into the, the risk analysis, you know, the other thing that we're seeing is that the COVID shot is, is not preventing you from contracting the virus. And it's not preventing people from, from spreading the virus. And this includes the booster. So, you know, for me, it's just like, why are we going to take a risk and put something in our body if we can still get it, if we can still pass it along? And what I feel like, and again, this is our truth. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying anything, but, you know, for me, I believe that in some cases that the the vaccine is giving people a, a false sense of safety and, and, it's, and that could potentially put more people, you know, at risk of, of, of spreading it and whatnot. So like, we're at risk whether we're vaccinated or unvaccinated to contract COVID-19. That's just right now what we're, what we're seeing, you know, that's, it's, it's out there. Um, one more thing that, that makes me nervous, and this is more of something that I'm just kind of seeing in, in, in every day. Um, it, it, there's nothing scientific about this, but it really makes me nervous when I'm seeing more athletes collapsing on the field or the court. Um, I, I don't know if this is related to the shot at all, but you know, at the same time, I can't remember that this happening at, at such a rate. And I know that there is data out there to support that the number of, of athletes who are collapsing is, is much higher than it's ever been before. And, and that's a red flag because I know a lot of them are being required to to have the, the shot in order for them to participate in, in these sports and, and activities. So again, I, I don't have any exact scientific evidence around that, but to me that that's just, it's just concerning. I, I, I don't think there's a coincidence there, but again, that's, that's my truth. That's the way I kind of see things. Um, and, and so, you know, it, it's just like, I still want to make sure that 
what we're doing for us is the right thing. And and again, like uh, we're we're not saying that the shot is not the right thing to do. It's not the right thing for us. For for those of you who who have the shot and you know believe in the efficacy around it, like it, it was the best thing for you to do. So you know we're 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 just again trying to have that open dialogue and just kind of give our side of the story and and you know just share that our truth. And I, I know there's so much gray about this topic as well. Like there are some people who may be really curious about it and got the shot because they were required to, you know, because of work or other circumstances. So we know there's so much gray. It's not black and white. <laughs> it's like not. It you never could have is. gotten it and you're still curious. And I do want to say, since we're just sharing more of it about like our experience, we've heard a lot of personal friends have adverse effects reactions to yeah. the shot and it's really disheartening when you hear that from people you know and love and it's not like they're telling you to, to to make a decision to do or to not to do it's like they're genuinely concerned for people and they want to share it to other people because we've been finding that these adverse effects have not been shared publicly and it's kind of scary to me yeah. that we're not hearing more of these reactions um, from people at young ages and the more digging we do the more i'm learning it doesn't make me feel good to, to see these studies mm-hmm. of certain things happening in children and into reproductive systems and menstruation. Like it's it's quite, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. But it is quite terrifying to me to hear these personal stories from people I know and love and trust and to also read about it as well. And it's not something that's shared because let's face it, like why, I don't know. It's, you have to question why things are shared in the medium, mm-hmm. why they're not. Like it leaves you a lot of question marks. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like, we, we don't know, we don't have any sources that we can trust anymore. Like, we, information is constantly changing, um, and, and, you know, we have to really do our own due diligence. And, and again, it's about making decisions that are best for us, whether you decide to do it or not. Like, we, you know, we're taking a risk being unvaccinated. You know, we can have adverse effects from, from you know, if we were to contract it. Um, but it's the same thing, you know, with, with getting the, the shot as well. So, you know, it's, it, there's, there's risk either way that you look at it. And, and for us, you know, the, the risk it's for, for us, it's the, the risk is, is much easier for us to accept being, not having the shot than if we were to have the shot. And, you know, this also goes without consequence. We understand that that people may not wish to be around us because we have not gotten the shot, and we 100% respect that this decision. Does it suck? Yes, but totally fucking sucks. It, it does. But again, <laughs> th- this is this is we're talking about your health, your your medical decisions, and and again, you know, they're personal. You know, Jill and I's medical decisions are personal, but we're choosing to be open about it because we want to. You know, we want to help people have these conversations and, and, you know, hopefully we can help people have these conversations. Um, you know, we don't want to hide anything. And, and, you know, especially with the people that we, we love and care about. And, and really, you know, it's we weren't pressured by anybody to come out. This was our choice to say this. Um, you know, we, we also, in, in addition to the people that we not, might not be able to hang out with, we know that we're going to be excluded from certain places and activities and well, I don't accept the logic to that, 
Yeah. I realize that it's something that I have no control over and it's just something that we're going to have to live with. So, you know, we, we get it. We, we absolutely get it. And making this choice, we know that there's going to be a lot we have no control over, but I think there is silver lining in knowing that we are a family unit. We can flow and take control of what we can control and make the best of the situation and find joy and find meaning and love in all of this chaos (laughs) that is happening. (laughs) And I feel lighter already (laughs) that we are recording this. This has been eating me up for a long time. And, you know, Nick and I wanted to make sure like, what is our intention in this? Like, let's make sure we have a mission, a goal and stick to that. So we don't go on tangents or (laughs) just, don't be intentional. That was more for yes. Me. Yes. It, just to be, <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we were very purposeful in this conversation. And if you're still listening, thanks for being yes. here and staying through the whole thing. It's, I feel like it's not a very exciting, fun conversation to have. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like Chuck Rhodes in season four of Billions, where he had to reveal something about his personal life that wasn't, uh, you know, very well accepted, you know, to, by the public, but he did it anyway, and mm. and he immediately said a, a weight has been lifted, and you know it, it does feel like that. And I know for a fact that vulnerability does connect us, and it's scary as hell. But I know for a fact that when you share deep things that are paining you in some yeah. way, and you get it off your chest, and you share it in a way that reaches other people in a kind way and an open way and a non-judgmental way, but just sharing your experiences, the raw for what it is. There are people out there who are feeling the same way and are not speaking up or afraid to speak up. And I mean, I'm speaking up and I'm still quite terrified. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, but I feel better knowing that I'm, I'm saying something and I'm trying to do it in the best way I can. <laughs> yeah. It's like you said, it's it's not going to be perfect, but it is our truth. And, you know, we are, like I said, we are, we are happy to have discussions around this and, and dialogues and, and, you know, try to understand um, people's concerns, but also understand, you know, you know, just their, their point of view. And, you know, again, it's about having a conversation, but, uh, you know, this is something we're all going through together and, and we, we all want to make sure that we all come out the end, the other end, you know, better people. Totally. Yeah. All right, Jilly, I think you have some some resources for our listeners today. Well, before I share the resources, I did want to conclude just with some questions. Oh, yes. Yes. So um, I know we kind of shared our path. Nick was very good at orchestrating our path and hopefully in a clear (laughs) and coherent way. And you guys still may have a lot of questions and feel free. We, We love feedback. We want the dialogue to be open. So we do have email, we have Instagram, and we can share all that at the end if you don't know it. But um, just please, could you help us spread more togetherness amongst this topic? I feel like there's a lot of fear and hate about just talking about COVID, the COVID shot. And I just, we just need help. <laughs> I don't know how to word it. It's just... We our goal is to spread togetherness, and can we all try to embody more curiosity about our differences? Yes. I think bottom line with all of this is we may have different beliefs, we may have different values, 
but how can we how can we spread more curiosity of just asking people to hear the whole story to learn more so i think we can find so many more similarities and and ways to unite the more questions we ask in an open way just to be genuinely curious not not to have reactions um so we really hope that you can find common ground with our story and our path and maybe help us spread more unity, strength, and love to others, especially during this time. Absolutely. All right. All right. Now we've got some resources <laughs> for, for you folks. Oh, can I just do a sigh of relief right now? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm sweating profusely. Are you really? Oh, my God. My pits are so wet. Right oh, my now. goodness. Uh, true life here, guys. It's all good. Oh, I, feel, I feel really good about it. I this. do. Yeah. I feel yeah. like 10 pounds lighter internally. <laughs> Take a lap. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This is a very serious conversation, but I have to laugh at, I mean, at you got to laugh, pits. right? Can we, I mean, life is supposed to be hey, put your arms down. full of laughter as well. That over here. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> okay. So yes. Did we say resources? We did. All right. Yes. I'm we are on that part. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this resource is a book, and it has been so crucial and vital in my life right now. And I'm thankful to um, a friend, a dear friend who delivered, a, who mailed a lot of amazing books to us. And I happened to have it in my closet, and I remember seeing the title. And the title of the book is called Crucial Confrontations. And I was like, this book is going to be a gem for this season of life right now, because I know you're going to dive into some difficult topics. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing it most effective way possible without rambling and just going all over the place. So I found a couple of um, key paragraphs that really stuck to me about just speaking up. So crucial confrontations and there's like four different authors so we will put that on the show notes for you guys in case it's something that you're interested in as well the hallmark of crucial confrontation is disagreement two or more people have different opinions don't know how to work through their differences disagreements poorly handled lead to poor decisions stained relationships and eventually to disastrous results When we're trying to figure out if we should speak up, we often envision a horrific failure and immediately decide to go silence. Then we look not, then we look at the reasons to justify the choice to say nothing. Effective problem solvers take the opposite approach. Only after they've decided that the conversation should be held, do they ask the question, how can I do this? Better still, How can I do this well? Our two favorite methods for tricking ourselves into into remaining silent is number one, we downplay the cost of not speaking. And number two, we exaggerate the cost of expressing our views. Totally did both. (laughs) Be careful not to let fear taint your judgment. You may have the skills to deal with a particular issue, but are letting fear keeping you from speaking up. When you're thinking about going to silence, ask yourself, if you're copping out rather than making a reasoned choice. And there was this, what helped us, what helped guide us in this conversation, it did give you like a way to start having these crucial conversations with people. Mm -hmm. And it said to start with safety, which is how we started this conversation. 
The next is just to share your path, your story, your perspective. And third is just to end with a question. And those three simple steps were really crucial in helping us develop this dialogue, this conversation in a clear and concise, but hopefully effective way. And if you're still listening, I I guess it's working. So (laughs) thank you. We had to have a couple of crucial conversations ourselves leading up to this conversation. Holy moly, we sure as hell did. (laughs) Yeah, so this book has been a gem of a resource, and it's a book that I'm going to be holding on for the rest of my life because I'm sure I will need it as there will be more difficult conversations and topics. To come. To come. That's right. We do have a young daughter who's going to be growing up Oy. <laughs> way too quickly. Oh, love her. All right. And do you have a quote of the day there, Jilly? Yes. This quote comes from Ralph Marston. Welcome those big, sticky, complicated problems. In them are your most powerful opportunities. Very appropriate. Well done. All right. And I guess the take action challenge, Jilly. I guess our take action would be just to speak your truth, to bring more togetherness and love into this world. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say, you know, be open to having conversations, be curious, ask questions, you know, try to get to the root of it, but you know, be understanding as well. Be empathetic. We need some, we need all the love in the world that we can get these days, folks. Easy to say, hard to do. And just know that we are practicing alongside you guys. So thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Well, that's, that's going to do it for this big conversation that we had here today. If you like this episode, if you feel like somebody would needs to hear this conversation, please, please do us a favor and, and share this. I know this is probably one of the the tougher episodes to share, but I think it's also one that needs to be shared just so that people can get some other perspective. So please do us a favor and, 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 you know, help pass this along. You can also help us out by writing a review on iTunes. It helps us get in front of more people. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation. Conversation leads to action and action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today and we will talk to you again next week. See y'all later.